Golf. Remember to download it totally for free today at dnvrgolf.com. It is the most popular and beloved free golf game in the world. We love it here at the DNVR community, always playing on that thing. And we're going to talk today a little bit about games as a service. But first, we got to jump into there's a new generation out there. Boys, I am your host, Drew Priestman. With me, as always, the DNVR Abs team of Rudo and AJ. At least I'm pretty sure that's Rudo. But I'm I'm fairly certain that's Rudo over there in the corner. Uh, and <laughs> a chance I could be Sinead O'Connor. You don't know. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a perfect of all the bald people to have pulled from. I think that was the right one. Yeah, yeah we uh, we decided this yesterday after our show. <laughs> Well done. Well done. Correct dual decision making process in that case. Uh, so, yeah, we, we do want to look It's a gaming podcast. We can't not acknowledge that since the last time we spoke, we have literally entered the next generation of console gaming with the launches of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. Now, none of us have those systems <laughs> let's, start yeah. with, let's start with that we can our impressions right here up front are mostly going to be like what we've seen on youtube and friends and twitter people talking about it uh what we've known ahead of time but still i figured we can't, couldn't have no reaction um aj since you were sharing before the show a little bit we'll start with yours and then and then we'll build up to mine but what is just your your general response to this entire uh evolution into the this next generation of console gaming then oh it <laughs> happened <laughs> I, I i've never been uh less excited for a new generation of consoles i'm not i'm not sure why this generation of consoles needed to happen uh they had just released like their like second versions of the last generation of consoles pretty recently Right. And I I don't it's I I just don't uh I don't see like the, the huge step forward that consoles usually represent. Yeah, the step forward is definitely weird, it's... right? Like one of the major selling points is like these consoles can play games in four K, which is cool and all, but most people still don't have a four K television. So right, well, it was it's four K so far has like kind of gone the way of Blu Ray. Yeah, where it was supposed to like we were going to go from VHS to DVD to Blu Ray, and that was going to be the standard eventually. But it was it was for all the early adopters, you know, and yep. then everybody was like. What if everything a, was just a digital I've got a copy. DVD. It's, it's fine. I don't need it in Blu-ray. Like if I had, like okay. Yeah. Um, and like, I think I think 4K will get there. But like so far, that's where that's where it's been. Where the 4K has just kind of been like, if you can afford it, if you want to convert, if you want to go through the process of making sure that everything that you own is compatible with this one for with this one thing then it's really awesome and it's cool but it's still expensive it's still nowhere near standard and it's like you got to work for this yeah that's uh that's the exact reason why i never did get the ps4 pro right despite the fact that so i have a, a first generation like the you know uh, the playstation 4 from 
the the very first version of it that came out that thing is loud yeah. it is on its last legs it overheated the other day playing a ps2 game uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah i was playing final fantasy 12 and the thing overheated in november uh <laughs> you know it was, it was a warmer day out and but still uh but yeah because i don't because it's not just okay we'll get a ps4 pro with the tv that i've got that wouldn't really be an upgrade i don't have a 4k tv so it's yeah. not just spend three or four hundred dollars on a new system it spent three or four hundred dollars on the new system and three or four or five hundred dollars at least on a new tv and now i'm looking at a thousand dollar investment so that i can play miles morales which looks dope as hell and i really want to play that miles morales game but if i went and got a ps5 right now and hooked it up to my standard hd television that doesn't have 4k uh, you know, I, I really wouldn't be getting much out of it. I think part of it too is is the games available in, in a lot of ways. First of all, we're we really only seen the PS4 and and Xbox One or One X or whatever version they're on it get pushed to like the console's limits within the last year. Most games don't push the consoles to the limits. Yes, in Drew's case, if you're if you have a an older version, sometimes they're starting to die out a little bit, but they're not really that many games that really push these consoles and when you hear things like guess what? GTA 5 is going to be a release game and it's like this game's been out for 7 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's like again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's been the it's been a release title multiple times on full Skyrim at this point. Like, yeah, yeah, this is about they as might underwhelming. As well release Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, across both systems, I've seen people, and I and I'm more of a PlayStation guy, but I've seen people say, "Man, PlayStation really wipes the floor, floor with Xbox right now when it comes to actual like new games out." And I'm like, Miles Morales looks dope. <laughs> And that's it, y'all. Like, I don't know what what else. Like, de- the Demon Souls, and and I've seen some stuff. Like, the the upgrades look good. Uh, Oral Boros brings up one of my favorite things about it, which is the load times that that you can get in and out of the games really, really fast, which I do appreciate. But I think it it still it all goes back to that first problem that you guys were talking about, which is like you can see that it's going to be. It's just not there yet. It's yeah. just not quite there yet the incentive to get it right now i'm also very fascinated people keep talking up the controller you know the haptic feedback and all these different that actually sounds like a, a tangibly different gaming experience that will make me feel like i'm in a new generation um but without getting your hands on it without actually doing it and without it you know it sounds like there's basically one game right now that takes advantage of that feature fully and that's that's stuff that uh, you know that is stuff that's going to be hard uh, for games to make use of and make it be like a consistent thing because most most developers are you know when they get their dev kits and they do all that they have to do they're they're going to be like do we want to learn how to incorporate all this do we have a cool idea for this right and the answer is going to be no mo- the majority of the time and so it's like this is a thing that they can do but okay yeah it i think people felt the same way about rumble features though too right and that's become pretty standard so 
it's a little it's a little different with rumble features because all you have to do is make the controller shake at the appropriate time. Right. Like, like this is definitely there's nothing gonna take more advanced beyond that. Think, you know, like that's and and maybe maybe the PS exclusives will will help with the haptic feedback maneuver because the only reason Rumble really became a thing, I believe, is that Nintendo was like, make it or get the f off our console. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Again, it, it all depends on whether or not the developers take advantage of it or not. Uh, it only takes one killer app right using all that yeah. stuff to make it be like oh okay this is totally worth it this is a new sort of gaming experience but it's not the kind of that standard built like in we... helps right right like but yeah it, it's not like the connect you know where they were like this is gonna change a whole gaming. other part to this whole console and you know right. the, the the accessories they never they never do well in gaming ever yeah yeah I mean, that, that, that's that been one of the big <laughs> bugaboos for a while now. But, yeah, I, I agree, you know, as somebody who got the PlayStation 2 day one, you know, and, and had played the best-looking games on the PlayStation 1. Final Fantasy IX is largely considered to be graphically the most impressive game on that system. And then to play Final Fantasy X on the PlayStation 2, you know, just a few months later, it was a huge difference. You can go back and look at those games now. A massive upgrade. You felt like you were just in a completely new generation and and now we don't. And I, I think, you know, in a few months or, or maybe like Rudo said, maybe it takes a, a full year or whatever, but uh, by then the graphics and, and the advance will catch up to like, Oh, fast load times and a new neat controller. Yeah. <laughs> the, mean, the fact that they're backwards compatible, like is going to matter a lot more yeah. a year from now. <clears throat> yeah. But that being a selling point on day one blows my mind because I'm like, wait, yeah, you are buying a brand new console so that you can play your old games. Yeah. Like the concept of it was insane to me. Yeah. Where it's like, it's nice to have this. I always make this argument about why PC gaming is better because you don't have to worry about that. I started buying Steam games 10 years ago, and those games are still sitting in my library, and I can right. still just reinstall and play them on a whim at any point ever, and I don't ever have to worry about, oh, is this one backwards compatible? Right. I saw a thing that was like, oh, the the new PlayStation is backwards compatible for all but 11 games. Yeah. What if those are my favorite 11 games? <laughs> like, It's like, dude, that's so messed up i mean and so it's the my big struggle with consoles continues and like as a lifelong gamer my big struggle with the whole console concept is that they're becoming more and they more and more like miniature pcs yep to the point where i'm like i'll just build a pc and get my daily uses out of this thing as well yeah it to drew's point as well it only gets hard. It gets exponentially harder for the significant improvement in graphics every year to matter. Like right. the jump between three thousand pixels and thirty thousand pixels is like unbelievable. But the jump between thirty million and sixty million, you can barely even tell. Right. <laughs> like, right. So yeah. it gets harder as you go. 
Yeah, it's and the, the the big question for the future of console gaming is what's next. It's right. one reason why I think Nintendo is still as impressive as they are is because the Switch is completely unlike those things. When I I'm in Canada for two months, what happened? Was one thing one thing that I packed. <laughs> yeah. I brought a, I brought a laptop and I brought a Switch. Right. Because it's like I there's very few games that I can uh, I I can get uh, especially with the Game Pass service um that they've started offering. There's there's very few games in in the world now that I can't already get on a PC or a Switch. Yeah, I mean, almost all of my favorite games are Sony exclusives right now, so I'm sort of stuck. They they kind of own me in that particular way, right? But that's 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 part of their their market strategy. It's you if you own the license to stuff people want to play specifically, that's one of the ways you combat the fact that yeah, like it's no secret. It's been known for a while. If you own a decent gaming PC there's no reason to play anything else as long as that game is available on PC. The only way to make it so that someone needs to own your console is because that's either the only way to play Final Fantasy or it's the only way to play Halo, you know, and then yeah. you got to go and, and make that happen. And they've got to figure out, I, I think that's really, and, and really what Nintendo has done has just taken that concept and, and gone to 3D chess level with it, right? They're not like, well, we're just going to, give you a, a, a thing you can't get somewhere else. We're going to give you an experience you can't get somewhere else. It's going to be built into the very platform, right? So it's not just a name or a brand like Halo or Final Fantasy. It's like, first of all, they have all those things. There's all the Nintendo stuff. There's Mario, Zelda, Pokemon, all the things you can't get anywhere yeah. else. And I mean, so they've got so many heavy hitters that they can roll out with every new console where you're just right. like... And, and the fact that... It's it's not like Call of Duty where they just rely on the fact that it's called Call of Duty to sell games. Right. They make fantastic games. I mean, like you put you, you put Pokemon on something, it's going to sell, whether it's yeah. good or not. And most of them are good, but let's. I mean, Pokemon's a. a <laughs> you can make money releasing anything with the name Pokemon. On it. Let me actually look up the PS5 launch titles. I'm not 100% sure what all of them are. Um, that is a big, game. big problem. Right, that, for, that's exactly the problem for a console to be to have launched. I didn't even I didn't even know it was coming out. Like I knew that the Xbox was coming out because they marketed it like crazy. I didn't know the PlayStation was coming out until last night when they were like, "The PlayStation is out," and I was like, "Oh, PS5 yeah, cool." I, I, I Godfall think the, looks cool. Yeah, Godfall looks really, really dope. Um, Demon Souls, uh, stuff like that. Like, and yeah, that, that's funny you say that because one, I saw way more stuff for PlayStation, but I, I also think a lot of that had to do with Sony um, screwing up their the, this launch so bad in terms of they, they were already basically sold out. Um, yeah, well, over promising. So it's like there wasn't got, a whole lot of a need to do marketing. They they got sold masters, right? Than they have, yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> they didn't put any bot protection on on their PS5 sales, and right. so everyone is just sad that they didn't get one now. Basically, if they weren't ready to go on day one, yep. Which is another huge screw up. Which come on, guys, but. <laughs> Another reason to wait a little while. And then we're going to, you know, we have to wait and see what the early 
glitches are. The uh, Xbox 360 famously had the red ring of death. Uh, now you can light them on fire with your vape if you want, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so I got to see all the early nuances here and let that stuff play out. User error is the biggest problem for that new Xbox right now, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But, but like Meek says, it usually takes about a half a year to a year before the heavy hitters come out. Um, there are rumors yeah, see, that Final Fantasy again. 16 will be out in, in March. And so it's like, well, shoot, that's as long as I can right. wait to buy this thing. This is this is another, adva- another advantage for why Nintendo gets it. Is because they usually drop a console and then are like, "Oh, you want to Mario? <laughs> you want to you want a reason to play our console? Well, here's yep. here's a system seller to go you along with it. it. Drops day one, and it's like, oh, fine, all right, yeah. you got me. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember back in the day when Nintendo would launch a new system and the new Mario game would just come with, with it. it. Yep. <laughs> when we got us our Super Nintendo and Super Mario World, one of the greatest games ever made by anybody right. ever, is just sitting there in it. Just like, oh, you bought the system and you're not sure you've got anything else to play yet? Play this for a long time until you can find Star Fox and shit like that. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that the Mass days. Effect remake is coming out in the spring. Yeah. Right in the middle of the sprint that is going to be this hockey season. I'm going to buy it. It's just going to sit there. Play it on yeah. PC. Right. Just hang oh, out course, with it. Dude. Oh, <laughs> all right well i think that's about all the thoughts we've got so far again since none of us have have actually played it we may have so evan got an xbox series x i think right so we may have someone on next week uh to give us a little hands-on impression of what they're digging what they're not digging about the new system so far oh. eventually before too long i'm looking at probably i'm going to be one of these people a black friday ps5 i might do that or it's it's either going to be black friday or whatever day the next Final Fantasy Dude, that's when I'll get the next Did you time see that guy on Twitter yesterday who had bought like 30 PlayStation 5s? Yep. No. And he just he set them up and he was like, make me offers. There's a special place in hell I for hate those guys people. It's gross. All right, let's move into our other topic of conversation then for the day. Take a quick sip of Strava Craft Coffee. And we're going to talk about games as a service. AJ, this is something that uh, we've been meaning to talk about for a while. I know it's something you've got a lot of thoughts on. So I'm going to just hand you the floor to get us started on this in terms of uh, the modern age of gaming as a service. Yeah. And it's interesting because last night, um, you know, I do like to do a little bit of research before we do shows. I was looking into it a little bit, just trying to see how much money some of these companies make. And it's like, you know, it's not, I know people decry microtransactions and the way that the way that gaming has really shifted towards that model, Mm. you know, uh, uh, like a free to play model where you kind of buy your way through certain things like a league of legends. Yeah. You know, they're, I used to, I used to every single paycheck. I used to put ten bucks into League of Legends to buy their their RP, you know, their their monetary in game. Gotta get them currency. skins. Well, and it was actually to unlock um, yeah. skins in and champions because yep. it was like because you ain't doing that grind every single day. <laughs> well, the IP grind in that game was so slow that it was like, and I played it so much. You know, I it, for a long time it was like the 
it in the game that I was playing. Yeah. And it had to fill that StarCraft void <laughs> when, I, when I started breaking things and I moved away from that. Um, but it, it's it was interesting because like I was always happy with that because I it was my decision. I ended up spending significantly more than sixty dollars, mm-hmm. but I was good with it because I was getting my money's worth out of it without a doubt. And I think that's that's the interesting part of games as a service and other the other forms that we've seen them take on is is a game like destiny which it dropped and it was supposed to be like this is gonna change gaming and it's sort of disappointed on that level and then if you look back it kind of did change gaming yeah because it ended up being really over time they made it significantly better and it and like the expansions and the way that they continuously updated it, they kept giving their their player base reasons to invest money into it because the subscription model basically is like World of Warcraft. Yeah, that's that's like it for subscriptions in the yeah. world today. It's, I mean, the reality of it is, especially for AAA modern games, if you're not continually updating it, your game sucks. Yeah, yep. people people play your game and they get to the end of it and they're done. Yep. Um, and the reason that this became the, the reason this was a topic that kind of got brought up was because Marvel's Avengers came out, and I could tell you I had it on day one. Um, my my initial thought was this is going to be really good a year from now because. They will have fleshed out. They've got. They've already released the roster that they're planning to uh, to release over to add, a period yeah. of time. And there's a ton of there's a ton of characters. And then when you play through the initial game, you know you've got Iron Man, you've got Thor, uh, you've got Kamala Khan, and uh, you have Captain America and Black Widow. Yeah, and they and and Hulk, and they all sort of play their own style you know there there are some similarities between some of them but they have such a the combat is so fast and it's so like i played the crap out of captain america because my entire life all i wanted to do was be a cool captain america in a game where you could actually like the shield was a big part of what you did and it wasn't just a prop that he threw and you waited for it to come back yeah and in that game it's amazing. It's the coolest combat I've ever played. Um, the Black Widow combat is unlike anything I've played outside of like Ninja Gaiden and those cool. types of games, like Devil May Cry. Like the combat is incredible, and it's tailored so specifically to each character that you can feel like, oh man, you want to. Not only does it make you want to play every character, but it makes you it makes you excited for oh, I can't wait for them to do more. Yeah. You know, because their 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 first their first DLC character uh was Hawkeye. Uh well it's both of the Hawkeyes. Um yeah. boy and girl version. Uh and they will be different from each other. And like Hawkeye is unlike any of the characters, the other characters they have in the game, because he he it's not it's not a lot of hand to hand combat, but he also doesn't have like little lasers that he gets to shoot at people, or in Thor's case, 
called yeah. out lightning. <laughs> you know, anywhere. like you did. So, you know, like it's it's a totally different brand of combat. And it just seems like when the game came out, you could just read the reviews and people were like, meh. Yeah. Like there's just there's Glitchy not enough to do here. Like, yeah, I heard you, that it you was get to max level. And, yeah. You've you've played through all the maps, you've played through all the quests. It's like blah. I get it. What's you know, I don't have any reason to continue to play this. And it's like, look, this is a game that it's gonna take time. Yeah. You know, they're they're gonna be constantly updating it over over the course of its entire life. They've already said they they want to they want to continue to fully support it for like five years, yeah. Where they have a they have like a content plan, and I'm like, dude, if they've got a plan for five years, like sixty dollars for that game is going to be amazing. Value. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's going to be. You 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 fast forward a couple of years from now, if they're still going strong, they're still making money. Game's going to be awesome. Yeah, and it just seems like such a smart way to do business you know there are other you look at a game like diablo 3 came out and it was really just it was aggressively mediocre and then <laughs> over time you know they when reaper of souls dropped it's it's really only expansion uh and they they had the loot 2.0 totally changed the game that game that game took such a jump from yeah it's all right to this is what it should have been on launch. Yeah, right. No Man's but Sky like, is another game that yeah that walked No Man's Sky is a great, great game now. Yeah, and these are all games where it's like these are games that are meant to be enjoyed over a long period of time, and not the the gamer sprint that not we all kind of get into. Serotonin you know, burst. Yeah, right. Totally. Like like. Even even a game like a Divinity, you know, or Valkyria Chronicles, where you play through it and it's like it takes you eighty hours to beat it, but then you're done and you're like, okay, well, I don't never gonna really pick that up need again. To revisit yeah. this, <laughs> yeah. And it's they're just very different games with different different goals, you know, long term. And I I feel like the you know. To each their own, of course. You know, your mileage will always vary, right? When it comes mm. to that stuff. But I feel I just the the games as a service is something I've really gotten attached to over the years because they've when they you know, when subscription kind of moved away and for some reason WoW continues to get away with it and the rest of the world can't. Which annoys me, but whatever. It's, yeah. it's like it's it's just it's super impressive uh yeah. the way that some of these developers are able to take their games and turn them into something good you know marvel heroes was awful on launch and then they relaunched it as like marvel heroes alpha or omega or something and it was basically 2.0 yeah and it was it was incredible by the end of it you know it sh- it shut down because lol studio ran out of money but it it just it got so good by the end that it was like this should have been one of the definitive ARPGs of this era. Right. And because people gave up on it on launch because they were like, this sucks. 
and they yeah. never went back to it. I it's, think it's just it's crazy how how easily you can lose players. Yeah, it's uh, to your point with with WoW subscription service and and any game that releases expansions that cost money or have a cost sink of some kind. It just comes down to a value proposition, and the main key to the value proposition for me is that I'm getting new content. It's not pay to win. Yeah, and hundred percent. And and more importantly, and some people might disagree with me on this, but that it's not randomized. Because oh yeah. If I'm paying yeah. money to open loot up boxes, loot boxes, like, yeah. and I have no idea what I'm gonna get, it just feels bad. Like ninety percent of the time, you're gonna get something you don't care about or that you didn't want, and it feels like you wasted money for that ten percent dopamine hit, and it's just not a good value. So, with something like WoW, yeah, it's a subscription service. It costs a lot of money, but I know what I'm getting every single time I pay them that money. Right. Yeah i I like loot boxes for like skins and stuff like i i didn't mind the loot box system in like overwatch i thought that was fine but i preferred the league of legends where i could just buy what i want i think loot boxes are a fine addition if you can also buy the skins directly if like if the loot box is like hey half the price and you have a chance fine great but if it's like you can only get this 1% chance at a skin through a loot box and the only way you get it is by opening hundreds of them, it just sucks. Yeah. It's a bad feeling, dude, because you're like, well, you know, maybe someday. Yeah, right. Right. I think um, for me, that's that's sort of the biggest distinction. You know, uh, Rudo was sort of framing it as a sort of economic decision, which I think is right too. It's like, you know, just am I getting my money's worth ultimately? And, and if so, as long as I know what I'm getting, I think the other way, because uh, Meeks had a comment here about just there are more options than ever for each person's play style. I think where I don't mind whether it be a subscription or, uh, you know, paying for loot boxes, whatever, I'll put it, putting extra money into something that I've already bought is, is it giving me more options to enjoy this how I want. Like you said, as long as I can go and buy the skin directly, like if I, if I do get that dopamine hit from a little bit of gambling and I know what I'm getting myself into and I go, ah, I didn't get it, but that's okay. That was part of the fun I chose. As long as they're not forcing me down that. Right. Right. As long as you're using your subscription models or your in-game transactions to enhance the options and choices that the player has, not restrict them. Not say you have to do it this way, otherwise, sorry, bud, you don't get to have fun playing this game. That's where I struggle with EA and and stuff like Hockey Ultimate Team and and things like that. Because it's like you basically have to invest money if you want to get the good players. Yep. And pay to win just ain't it, Chief. Totally. And and MLB, the show, is running into that problem. They've built in a lot of stuff to try not to, and they still run into that problem with the the same kind of thing. But yeah, I, that, that's why I think it's, it is kind of funny. Like AJ was saying at the beginning, there's this, I think a lot of people just have a natural reflexive negative reaction to microtransactions or subscribing or whatever else it is. And for me, it's just like, if they're giving you a better experience, if they're allowing you to have, especially if they're allowing you to have more control. So like free to play, 
I love free to play games that have the option to pay to make the experience better, but that do let you grind through it in a competitive fashion because yeah. there's so much like, and it just feels so good to know other people are spending their hard earned money and you're just spending your time and your ability at the game and you can still beat them. That's cool. And if you can't, again, you're screwing up my good experience. Nerds. Yeah. The, the greatest uh, example of that was the new Star Wars Battlefront a couple of years ago for me, eh? where Ooh. they capped how much you could grind in the game as a as a non-paying player it was like you've earned your maximum for the day and it like someone calculated out and was like it would take 10 years of playing like as a full-time job to grind out everything in the game and it's just nonsense that's yeah that, that's absolutely ridiculous whereas you know you mentioned wow or whatever the only subscription i pay uh, I, I kick it up every off season i do final fantasy 14 mmorpg and huge gigantic world it's 10 11 bucks a month and i can go do whatever i want in there i know exactly what i'm getting and there's all these expansions and i'm never going to be able to explore it all even if i spent every day of my off season uh for hours and hours and hours and i don't have to pay anything extra than that one thing per month so it's all about um yeah i mean it's right every piece of entertainment <clears throat> I, I i will oftentimes even compare it to other stuff to make sure that i'm you know, being honest with myself about like, do I just love this one video? Am I pouring too much money into this? Am I, you know, doing that kind of thing? And then you think about if I spend $10 to go see a movie for an hour and a half and that movie was okay. Maybe that movie was great. You know, movie. (laughs) I was going to say that's, that's a matinee out here in Boulder. Like, right. And then movies have gotten more and more and more expensive video games. I remember walking into a Toys R Us uh, and buying Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey for $75 on the N64. And, <laughs> and if if Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey had turned out to be a bad game, it didn't. That game is dope. But if it had, I'm out 75 bucks. They weren't going to update it. They weren't going to give me n- new players or new uniforms. They weren't going to, f- there was no avenue to fix it. I'm just out 75 bucks and I have a piece of plastic now. Um, you know, so that's that's part of me that goes all the avenues are there for games as a service or subscriptions to make gaming better. It's all about the intentions of the people behind it. And just to like reiterate a little bit of the difference here, Final Fantasy 14, you pay your subscription and for that subscription price, you could theoretically do anything in the game. Right. Compared to an EA game where you pay for the game and then there's an entire section of the game that's locked behind more money. Right. And, like you. <laughs> yeah. and 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 my bigger problem with that is it was like, okay, you pay for the EA game, and then if it was like, and here's 10 bucks a month for this part of the game, then at least I would say, all right, I know that's 10 bucks a month to just do that. But if it's maybe you have to buy 20 bucks of loot boxes, or maybe you have to buy 200 of loot boxes, and I have no idea, that's where I struggle. Yeah. Where where I get frustrated with WoW is that it's fifteen bucks. It's fifteen bucks a month, which is fine, but then it's an expansion comes out, and then it's sixty bucks. Yeah, and then yeah. fifteen bucks a month to continue to play it, and it's like, really, you're going to charge me a full price for an expansion, and then you're going to make me pay for per month to continue to do this like it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me it it consistently eats away at me 
I hear you. Even as I'm playing, I'm annoyed by it. And like, I should qualify. Obviously I think wow is worth it for me. um, Given that I'm gotten back into the game and have continued playing it. But there are plenty of people that have cash to spend that go, you know what? This EA sports game is worth the money. It's worth it for me to not only buy the game, but then to drop $500 on on card packs. And if you're getting the experience you want out of it, then great. Don't let anyone stop you. I knew some dudes who I swear to God, they had their jobs just so they could play NBA 2K. I got involved (laughs) with like a, like a pickup. Cause you can do one of the best things about that is you can just get together with other random players and form a team. And a couple of years ago, I, I was playing with these guys and it was like, seriously, all you do is earn money and drop it all into this game. And it, it blew my mind. I was like, this a, what, a, what a crazy existence. But I guess if that's what you want to do, um, more power, power to you. I, I always go back to that same equation. You know, it's like if I'm going to spend 20 hours this week or this month playing WoW or, or Final Fantasy 14, you know, what would that equate to if I spent 20 hours going to the movies or 20 hours going out to eat? And typically for those experiences, I feel like I'm getting more bang for my buck. But then when yeah, you I see mean, those, let's, some let's of them, be they real don't, here. you know, regardless, regardless of which avenue of gaming you choose to go down, it's almost always going to be a better value proposition than, value, yeah. than pretty much anything else out there. Because I've, straight up, you, you go out there, you know, you you go to a Rockies game, even if you're sitting in the rock pile for 10 bucks. You know, you got you. You're either paying for the gas to drive down there, and then you're paying for parking, and then you're paying for food, and you're paying for all this other stuff, right? Yeah. Um, That's a couple hundred in, bucks for about three in, and a half hours of entertainment. Well, and it's like it's like it. it if you get nice seats, like okay, well, here's you know, I just dropped I just dropped two hundred dollars, and I'm sitting four rows behind whoever's playing first base that day. Today it just unfortunately happens to be Josh Fuentes. That's not how exciting. How, hey, hey, how dare you? <laughs> this is a Josh Fuentes slander-free zone, my friend. Not anymore. And <laughs> it's guy. like it's like you What's know, it, like uh, it's EA it's a card? it's like a good time. Totally. But but you know, it's it's they might it's, lose it's nine one. It's just like how many how many different games could you could you have bought? for the same money on steam for 60 bucks you could have played as josh fuentes at first base and helped <laughs> win the game right <laughs> right it is you amazing could have used the help that, too that's a great point aj <laughs> i think to to sort of finish this one out on it and we talked about last week or last time whenever <laughs> about uh just the value of of modern gaming and it doesn't look like the prices for individual games are going up that much, but it is amazing how how much value you get for being a gamer from your entertainment experience versus just about anything else. And I think that's one of the reasons why the industry continues to grow and, and one of the reasons why, despite our frustrations with some of these things, added microtransactions that are bleeding us dry, um, was Fortnite now the most profitable game in history and it's free? Like, yeah. imagine telling one of us that 10 years ago that a game that they give you totally for free would be the most profitable video game in history. <laughs> right. The rise I mean, of premium games is real. Yeah. I mean, you look at just League of Legends is free and yeah. they are they are 10 years into their pro circuit, which are 
it's now it's now a worldwide thing right. and those guys make unbelievable money yep. yeah totally that's like same way. it costs it costs like what a million dollars to 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 own a team in north yep. america yep. i mean like the worst region <laughs> It's the stuff they do is absurd. Dota 2 is free, and they have a tournament every year called the International that they fund yeah. solely by the sale of their skins in the game. And the prize pools are like $20 million. Yeah. Like, it's insane. <laughs> that it's just, and it used to be to make that much money as a video game company, you just had to sell a bunch of units. That was the yep. only other way to make money was to sell a bunch of units. And I hope that ultimately for the gaming industry, this is a good thing that more resources coming in allow more great products to be made. But well, I think it's great because it allows smaller companies to to move yes. in. I mean, you look at you look at Riot Games. Mm. You know that now they're branching out into multiple things other than League, but that's because they made, you know, they printed money for a decade. Yeah. So that they could do that. Yeah. And instead of instead of it being the heavy hitters stay the heavy hitters forever, you know, you you look at I mean you look at Fortnite. How many how many people had an Epic Games launcher four years ago? Right. Yep. You know, I had one because I liked to play some of their old school, old school, old school titles, but that was it. I, I like I played I played Fortnite when it was in its alpha stage before the battle royale thing came to be. Yeah. You know, and I personally I thought that was really fun and I really liked it. And the I don't like battle royale games. So I right. went the other way on Fortnite, but they they made so much money that they can do whatever they want now. Yeah. And that's maybe, hopefully, probably not a bad thing. Yeah, I'm I'm very hopeful that, you know, because you you look at uh, you look at other studios. Look at the way that like Naughty Dog had to like grind their way through right. building a reputation over the course of twenty years. You yeah, know, they you make one good game, good for you, guy. Now you've got to you've got to keep making good games if that's how if you're making games as a service, you make you have one good idea and yep. then you just keep updating it. You listen to your players and you just keep updating it and. You know, you're gonna you're gonna make standalone titles. You're you're gonna make like, you know, campaign experiences like Naughty Dog does. They've got to continue to be excellent. You yeah. have to make great games. So I think I think games as a service has only been a good thing for gaming because it's it gives it gives smaller companies chances and you know it's it'll it allows different ideas to flourish. The yeah, I, I know we're finishing up, but just to kind of like reiterate a lot of people don't even think of things like online matchmaking as a service in a game but it absolutely is mm-hmm. like when games provide servers for you to play on it's that's a huge deal having yeah. a dedicated server to play on unlike playing with a host back in the day trust me the difference Ugh. is monumental all right man yeah. remember those days yeah, like how, like you can literally, and I, yeah, I know they're sponsors, but whatever. You can download WGT Golf for free right now, dnvrgolf.com, and you start playing it. And yeah, there's stuff in there. That, yeah. Join the Masters tournament that we just opened last night. 
and then take a screenshot of it and you can win free stuff with us. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's simple. That's, that, yeah, you actually can make money or make <laughs> earn material goods from playing this game. But it does have stuff in there. If you're a hardcore golf person, you love the top golf stuff, you can start getting better clubs and different golf balls and better swag for your guy. But none of it's like, you have to spend all of that in order to win. Or if you're, if you get matched up against somebody again, which is a service that they're matching you up against people in the world that you can chat with any one of us, you can challenge any one of the three of us right now, go in there, start chatting with us, talk some trash. And if one of us has beefed up our guys for a little bit of pay service, we don't automatically win the golf game. Uh, because you still have to be good at the game in order to win. You got to get closer to the hole, all, all that good stuff. And so, it, it, I could buy the best putter in that game, and I still wouldn't be able to putt. I you that. <laughs> right, right. It helps, but it doesn't dramatically alter the experience. And games like WGT golf might not have existed, you know, a decade or so ago because there wouldn't have been a model for that to make sense. But now that there, there's a niche audience for it, and it can su- succeed and give you just a fun you know distraction if that's what you're looking for which some people that's all video games are is a momentary hour-long distraction and then you go back to your life and for some people you know we dive a lot deeper into them and so it gives you that option as well and i think that's the best of the games as a service concept let me do this just for free as an adult without a whole lot of extra time and try it out see if i like it and then if i so choose I can invest in if more companies just gave a shit about player flexibility and letting players play games the way they want pay what you want play what you want yeah yeah gaming would take a nice step forward yep i love that we live in an age where i can go on to the playstation store right now and find something for five bucks made by some indie company out there and just play it and and just see whether or not it's good and more of that, I think, is is better. So, Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a pretty fun conversation about all these stuff. Like we said, we'll, we'll have to do our best to get, if not our own hands, where I don't think any of the three of us are going to have our own hands on a <laughs> next generation console by next week. But maybe we can talk to somebody who does and we can get a little bit more of that going. Let us know uh, what other topics are on the tip of your mind when it comes to the video game world. We really do appreciate all of those of you out there who have been joining us, uh, whether it's on our Twitch channel, whether it's on the DNVR Gaming Periscope or on YouTube. Remember to subscribe to all of those things so that you get all this stuff. We got to get our uh, our streaming situation back together as well. We're, we're figuring that out on the Twitch channel. So Again, make sure you're joining us for all that. Make sure you're subscribed to the DNVR.com. Uh, you can use either one of those promo codes. I'll plug them both. You guys got abs. We got Rockies, right? You don't have to talk about those other people out there. Yeah, we, we uh, can team up. Nuggets and Broncos need to be taken down a peg. It's fine. Yeah, Totally. So use either one of those promo codes because if you do, you'll get a free shirt, mask, and a sticker pack for whichever team, Rockies, or abs that you've chosen. And we're going to have all kinds of phenomenal off-season content for you all to read. So thank you so much for hanging out with us for this episode of the DNVR Gaming Podcast. We appreciate you all very much, and we will see you 